I'm Heather Fleming, founder of In Purpose Educational Services and author of the book, My Black Friend Says. And I'm Delaney Ray, the coordinator of the LEAP Institute. So what do we do now, Heather? Same thing we've always done, Delaney. Keep fighting for an equitable world. This time in a podcast. Welcome to the Listen, Learn, Love podcast, where comfortable friends chat about uncomfortable topics. Let's do it. So Heather. Yes, Delaney. I have a question for you. Okay. When people are referring to you or talking about you, I wondered if you don't mind sharing, do you have a preference if somebody refers to you as African-American or Black? I do not. I mean, I would prefer goddess, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't have a, but here's the thing. Like we know like the things that are indicators. So if somebody says the blacks, they're racist. Oh yeah. No, uh, no. <laughs> just, uh, oh no. Um, yeah. I would like to remind people, if we go back to one of our first, first episodes, do not call me a chocolate goddess. Do not call me like anything food related. Oh, look, she's her honey skin. No, no, I'm not food. Cinnamon sprinkled almond. Yes, I hate all of that. Yeah, let's not, don't call me that. So although, although I yes. will admit that my niece, um, she was that that was my first baby, and then I I always called her my little chocolate drop because she was so sweet. Though it didn't have anything to do, she was just so sweet. My Erica, she's twenty six now. I can't you're, even believe it. You're Thank aging you. us, Heather. Could you stop now? I I know, I know. I can't even believe it. But yeah, but other than that, no, I, I don't have a preference between African-American and, but here's what kills me is that you have, you have people, you, you know, which people I'm talking about. You have people that don't understand that not everyone black is African-American. Okay. That was why <laughs> I was asking Yes. And, and here's so the funny part, too. A you problem. have white people who can be African-American. Correct. Because they come from South Africa. Or they come from an African country. But most likely, it's probably South Africa that they would come from. And so you do have people. I think, isn't Charlize Theron? Yes. Isn't she technically now and an African-American? This is going to sound ignorant, but is it Elon Musk who also came from South Africa to Canada or did I just make that up? Yeah, I don't know. I hate him. So I don't, I don't, excuse me. My mother taught me this. I don't hate anyone. I strongly dislike him. So I don't know anything about him. Well, this is interesting because I was talking to somebody about a book that I read. It was called the forgiveness book. I highly, highly recommend it. Great mm -hmm. book. It was written by Desmond Tutu mm -hmm. and he is African and mm -hmm. some, and I was talking to somebody about this book and this particular person said, oh yeah, I know who that is. He's an African-American gentleman, isn't he? And I was like, hmm. no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's black and he's African. <laughs> But he's not African-American. But I think that the reason that was said is because I think there are people who are really uncomfortable with saying black. 
right? and who do equate black skin with African-American. But there, you're absolutely right. There are people who are African who live here, you know, in the United States that technically are African-American. Right. But yet there are also people from Haiti. There are people from Cuba who have black skin. You know what? I, I think that's another, oh, there's so many conversations we can launch into right now. That's another thing to think about. One of the, one of the things that I think people really struggle with is the fact that Blacks are found, the, the Black diaspora includes people from a variety of countries. So Black people can both be Latina and Black. Correct. You know, I mean, there's so many things that it's like people, people, really, I need you. I need you to open your mind to the possibilities like Cardi, Cardi B. You know, I love me some Cardi B. She is black and Latina at the same time. And I think that in our minds, we've just, you know, split it to where you're either or and the the. The thing is, you can be and. And so I think that it's up to a person's, it is up to a person's preference, but just make sure that you are aware enough that you, you know, that you, that you understand that not everybody, that not everybody is African-American and that you can be black and not be African-American. So what would you recommend? Let's say somebody has a coworker, a neighbor, a friend, and they just don't know what, what words to use. Is it okay to ask? Yes. How would you prefer to have your um, ethnicity described? How would you prefer to have your um, race described? That, that is a perfectly okay question. And I mean, you can even um, say, preface it with, I want to be respectful of your identity. So could you let me know how you prefer to be referred to or to be described? Perfectly okay. Perfectly okay. And you know what that means? I am black. And so black puts me into, for me in my head, black puts me and describes my place in the diaspora. I am in the black diaspora, the African diaspora. Okay. African-American refers specifically to my ethnicity. And so that is what makes me particularly part, this part of the um, diaspora. I am part of the part of it that resides in comes from America. So, but that's just the way that I define it. I don't know if anybody else would define it like that, but that's the way that I define it. Well, and I always use the term Hispanic for myself and my family, because that just means coming from a Spanish speaking, you know, indigenous area. And whereas Latino, Latina kind of refers to coming from a Latin American country. Well, so my family didn't ever cross a border. The border crossed us, right? Um, right. Texas and New Mexico, uh, we just came with the land in New Mexico, <laughs> right? Like, so it doesn't feel like, um, and, and some people prefer to use Chicano, Chicana for more of like the indigenous. And, and I, and I think that everybody has the right to have their own, what feels right to them. And I think it's just okay to, to ask. And there, there are huge differences between all of them. And so not everybody who's Hispanic is going to have a shared 
I mean, they're going to share the history of the of the Spanish language, but they're not necessarily going to share everything else. I, I'll never forget one time a friend laughing hysterically that I didn't know something that was specifically Cuban. And I was like, how would I know that? <laughs> I have no I have no ties to Cuba. How, how would I how would I know? And this person just thought that was hilarious that I'm Hispanic and didn't know this like particular Cuban fact. And it was very um confusing to me, right? You know, and so I just think this is a good conversation because I think it's something that people feel awkward about. I I also think this is very similar when we start talking about pronouns and words used within the LGBTQ community. And I think we need to normalize asking people. Yeah, I, I believe that too. We, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, and, and I think this gets back to last week's episode. Some people are afraid because they're, they're scared that if they make a mistake as they're in the process, that they are going to, you know, somehow be, be Matt Damon. Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) but the reality is, is that it's actually very respectful to just say, listen, I want to make sure that I'm respecting, like with me, like with the LGBT community, I don't know everything about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still learning, as we all should be continuing to learn about um, different, um, you know, different people, different, just all of it. So I don't hesitate to just ask when I say, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your pronouns, or I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your experience. I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your, you know, of your, your, spouse, your just whatever it is, how do I refer to or how would you want me to refer to? It's just like when, you know, something happens to me that is specific to me as an African-American. I don't mind my friends saying, how can I support you if they don't really know? You know, of course, at this point, our our close group of friends, a lot of you all have have learned enough that you know how to support me during those situations. But if you don't, if you care about someone, that's an opportunity for you to learn now realizing and I always give this caveat that it's not our responsibility to teach you, but you can at least say how would you prefer? You know, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of you. How would you prefer? Because yeah, that, that shows that, you know, you care enough to learn. So that's just my thoughts. And I think that we need to, to be willing to put ourselves out there and, and as genuinely from your heart, asking somebody, you know, what, what are your pronouns? What, what pronouns do I, should I use is, is very different from being homophobic, right? Like that's just not the same at all. Now there are certain things I would say that even I'm still learning, you know, for a while people would say preferred pronouns. Well, that, that was explained to me that it's not a preferred pronoun. It just is their pronoun. Um, It's not a preferred name. It just is their name. And so there are things that we're all just learning and we need to be willing to be uncomfortable to just step up to the plate. You know, one of the best pieces of advice 
I was given and I tell others is, if you're unsure, then when you meet somebody, tell them your pronouns. Hi, I'm Delaney. I use she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and thereby normalizing it and signaling to people that you are, you know, you're you're attempting to be inclusive. I have someone I love that's in the process of transitioning. And one of the things that I said to them was, I, I am so sorry. I'm going to mess up. But I just want you to know that it's not because I'm not trying. And it's definitely not because I don't respect um I don't respect your process, I don't respect your new name, or I don't respect your pronouns. And that right there is just something that's powerful because of the fact that, you know, as hard as I try, I still at times picture this individual as the person they I knew them to be before. At, but at the same time, I am really excited about the person that they are now. I'm really excited for them because that person is so beautiful and so awesome and so amazing. And so you just get to the point where, you know, it's all a learning process. And if we're not willing to acknowledge that and support them, because even, you know, explaining this transition process to like my parents who come from a different generation, it is so awesome to see them attempting to learn despite what they've, you know, they've been taught, despite the, the, the society that they were raised in to see them go also going through the process of making sure that they themselves are respectful and they themselves are learning um, throughout the process. It's just, it's amazing. And you just get to the point where it's like, that's what we have to do as individuals. It's not about like, no one gets to tell me who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gets to walk up to me and tell me I'm not black enough or tell me that I'm whatever. And so therefore, if that's how I feel, and I think this is one idea that's kind of lacking in our society right now. If that's how I feel, then I need to give other people that same respect. I don't get to define them. If they don't get to define me, I don't get to define them. I just need to acknowledge who they are. And sometimes that means asking questions. Sometimes that means saying, hey, listen, you know, I really want to honor who you are. So how do I do this? Or how would you prefer for me to to say this? Um, it, it's just a. It, it's it's. I don't even know the word, Delaney. It's just, come on. It's what we should be doing as members of a community. Like that's that's the other part that I have with so many and, and you know that I could get started and talk all day about my problems with some of the things going on in, in our, you know, society uh, right now. But it's this missing aspect of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, isn't that the golden rule? Right. So how is it that we are walking around in society and expecting others to give us a respect that we're not really willing to give to them? 
And the rule doesn't say do unto others as you would have them do unto you if you fully understand and agree and approve. I mean, it just doesn't have it any of those. Have all it's that. just not on there. <laughs> Here's the thing. Maybe you are uncomfortable with this. Maybe you don't fully understand. Maybe you have a lot of learning to do, but that's you, right? Like that's internal and you're going to have to take some time to do it, but it's not fair to push that on the other person. Right. You can't project that onto the other person. And you know, that's the other part. You don't need to understand me to pay me, you know, to be polite to me, to be respectful to me, to be kind to me. You know, I don't, I don't understand people that, that watch anime on purpose. I'm sorry, that's my kid. I gave birth See? to one of those. So, so yeah, I don't understand that. So did I. And here's the worst part: they're friends, Delaney, and they talked about anime. And they for talk like about hours. anime together for hours. They um love anime. I don't understand that. But do I sit and listen to my my precious child talking about anime if that's what they're they want to talk to me about? Yes. Yeah. I don't have to understand to be respectful, you know? Right. And I think that there's a reminder in here about Google is your friend. Yeah. If you're, if you really need to know more or you're there, there's some confusion. There's Google is your friend. There's a lot of information out there, but when it it comes to teacher, Oh, (laughs) not as an English teacher. Let me go ahead and give a little quick lesson in Googling. Number one, make sure it's from a credible site. Right. How can you tell if it's a credible site? Well, number one, most times if it comes from a .gov or .org site, it is very, or .edu. Those are very credible sites. That's number one. Number two, go to the About Us and see. Like, what is this organization about? Because there are some organizations that are going to put out biased information because they have a reason to do that. And so you need to avoid biased information at all costs. Number three, look at the credentials of the person that is offering the information. If, If, like, for instance, about coronavirus right now. We have a lot of people doing YouTube videos and offering information. If it is a chiropractor trying to tell you about epidemiology, maybe you shouldn't listen because chiropractors have nothing to do with epidemiology. So you look for people that have credible information. And then the final thing, don't look for the one person that agrees with you. You look for what is the prevailing information across groups. And especially within that community. So Exactly. So I say this all the time. Listen, look at what most of the Black voicers are saying. Because Candace Owen will get your butt whooped. Listening to her will get you smacked. That'll get you twisted teeth. Do it. Huh? Right. Get you twisted teeth. Don't listen to her. And so that's the type of thing. You look at credentials, you look at, you know, all kinds of stuff people experience, but those are the people and voices that you trust. But in that situation, yes, Google is your friend. So I would highly recommend I I'm a huge supporter of the Trevor 
project. They do really great work to try to help LGBTQ youth, especially when it comes to the high rates of suicide, Mm -hmm. um, abuse, homelessness, and things that happen mostly because of rejection from families and communities. But there's great information on there, but you're looking within the community, right? Don't, Mm -hmm. don't go to Westboro Baptist Church website to find out how you should be respectful to your LGBTQ. Exactly. You know, friends and neighbors, right? Because that's not, that's not going to help you. How it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would recommend, I came across, um, so one of my former students um, that I still have a good, really good relationship with. I also have a really good relationship with with her mom. And basically, I was talking about something related to LGBTQ issues. And um, her mom told me about her cousin who had just written a book, and I immediately ordered it. And so young lady's name is Chloe O. Davis. She is a uh, Black woman. But she wrote this. It's called The Queen's English the LGBTQIA plus dictionary of lingo and colloquial phrases. And so it is written dictionary style. And I can go and look up like if there's a word that I don't understand or if there's a way that I need to say something, um, I can go look it up and find out um, more about it. And that includes, I mean, she includes derogatory terms. She includes terms that are, just used within the LGBT community. We talk about insider language. She includes some of the insider language as well. And it is just a really, really, really good resource. So that's the other thing that you can do. Go go look for um, actual books that are resources as well. And again, don't if you're going to be looking up how to treat LGBTQ, IA plus individuals, you probably shouldn't look up anything from PragerU. You probably shouldn't look up to anything from Charlie Kirk. You know, it's like there are people that you maybe shouldn't listen to because they're not experts on that particular issue. And can I put out one more public service announcement? Sure. My request would be that everybody practice not whispering the word black or the word gay. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what I'm saying. Oh, this is my friend Heather. She's black. Right. And that's exactly the way it is. Oh, you know Heather Fleming. She's amazing. She's a black woman. <laughs> well, who are you whispering it for? Like, who doesn't know? Is it a secret? Oh, we don't want Heather to know. <laughs> But I think, again, this comes from a place of respect, right? Oh, well, he's gay. I mean, and I think it's because there has been so much negative attached to words, right? But we have to break through. We have to break through that. Let's, Let's celebrate Blackness. Let's celebrate LGBTQ. It shouldn't be whispered. This isn't... Yeah. See, I think that, and here, here's another example of where, you know, sometimes those microaggressions, many times those microaggressions are, are um, unintentional. And so this is how you can be both a good person and have racist tendency or be a good person and have homophobic tendencies that maybe you need to work past because that tradition came from, 
you know, being black or being gay spoken as something derogatory, spoken as something that is like, you know, taboo. And, um, you know, there's there's history behind why that happened. But you're right. That's why we have to start like exercising our way out of it to where, you know, hey, I can be smart, brilliant, blah, 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 and black. That That's not the word that needs to be whispered at all. Hey, Heather. About me. Yeah. What word does need to be whispered about you? <laughs> Come on. It's only me listening. Tell us. What should we be whispering? <laughs> I was trying to think of something. Well, I, I was going to say fat, but here's the thing. I'm even working past past those issues as well, because that's about body positivity, you know? Um, But that's a whole nother show, girl. But that is another language that we use. And that is something that I do hear is the reclaiming of the word fat is also not being taboo. That is just describes a body shape, right? That describes it's not a moral judgment. That's not putting somebody, that's not placing somebody on the spectrum of good to bad it's not it's not so that so again here's something that i'd have to um you know work through as as an individual so i don't know maybe maybe so i don't know what word needs to be whispered but i do know that black is not the one that needs to be whispered okay I do know that. And here's the thing I would say, practice, 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 practice. When somebody you know personally has asked for pronouns or a name that's different than what you're used to practice, every, every time you think of that person, correct yourself in your head, make up reasons to practice saying it out loud or in your head. If you have to practice saying Heather is a black woman and making sure that all, you know, everything is pronounced at the same, um, Hi. Words are hard, Heather. <laughs> Pronounce it the same volume. Pronounce- volume volume is a hard word. I I I feel That's like the one you, you were looking for. You you shouldn't be laughing at me at my time of need. That's what we should whisper about me. Words are words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> Hi, I'm Delaney. I'm eloquent. Nice to meet you. <laughs> So yeah, um, bottom line is, hey, we we've got a lot of, of work to do, and that's just is one aspect that we need to think about and to consider is that you know, um, learning the power of words, and then learning how to use them well to support and to include, and part of that learning process is going to necessarily be asking questions. And not assuming that, you know, because you might come across another person that, hey, I'm not black, I'm African-American. You may come across a person that says, I'm not African-American, I'm black. And that's okay. You may come across people that, you know, they they do use different pronouns. And you want to be respectful of that. So it just is, it's all a learning process. But what we're ultimately learning is how we love one another better how we include one another and and make each other part of, of one big community. And so, yeah. And isn't it, isn't it worth a couple of moments of discomfort or it is in order to protect someone else? Because I'm going to tell you this too. Some 
of my, some of my good friendships have come from uncomfortable moments. And what I mean by that is that even in that moment of discomfort for both that person and for myself, because they were willing to to embark on the learning process, because they were willing to be vulnerable and open to me, um, that indicated to me that, hey, this is a person that's worth getting to know. And so, you know, be the person that's worth getting worth getting to know, even when you mess up, even when you make a mistake. I think we had a pretty uncomfortable moment there when I lost the word volume. <laughs> but I love you. I would say funny. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say uncomfortable. Well, maybe for you. For me, funny. Definitely funny. Hey, I love you. Love you too. Want to do this again next week? Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can support us on Patreon by looking for the Listen, Learn, Love podcast or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at InPurposeES. That is I-N-PurposeES. You can also follow us on Twitter at InPurposeEA or visit our website at www.InPurposeEA.com. Heather, this was great. Do you want to do it again next week? I sure do, Delaney. Awesome. Talk to you then. Bye.